You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a special postcast edition as BYU sneaks out a 71-69 victory over San Francisco. Mark Pope still has yet to lose back-to-back games as head coach of the BYU basketball program. How in the world do they pull it off? We'll talk about it coming up on Postcast. You are locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Postcast right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Call it a special bonus edition of the podcast, if you will, recapping a 71-69 victory for the BYU basketball program. My name is Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider, and what a win for the BYU men's basketball program. They are now 15-4 on the season, 3-1 in the conference. What a win for Mark Pope's squad. They fell behind as many as 10 points in the second half of this game but as BYU has done all year long and I don't know how to describe about this team other than they just simply continue to fight claw and scratch their way to victories. Alex Barcella led the way for BYU with 18 points in this game 6 of 14 shooting for him. T. John Lucas added 12 points. He was the only other Cougar outside of Barcelo in double-digit points. Always good to have your backcourt contributing 30 points. What I thought was absolutely huge for BYU in this game, my friends, is the fact that BYU never lost the faith. They easily could have packed it in after falling behind by 10 points when it seemed like USF was not missing midway through that second half, and they never did. They just continued to fight and claw and find ways to get themselves back into this game. Now, let's talk for a minute about the foul disparity in the first half. BYU was trailing in that game 11-5 in the foul disparity, meaning the Cougars had 11 fouls to the 5 fouls for USF. USF shot 19 free throws before BYU even attempted one. It took 27 minutes and 19 seconds for Seneca White to become the first Cougar to get a trip to the free throw line. Down the stretch, though, BYU from that time on got 18 free throws. They made 14 of them. Very important for them to make all 18 of those free throws. The foul disparity that existed in the first half did not exist in the second half. We can all acknowledge that. BYU actually got the benefit of the whistle in the second half. I don't know what was said to earn the technical foul on BYU's bench, but from that time on, it seemed like BYU started getting a more friendly whistle. I don't know how to describe it in basketball, especially in college hoops. I love this sport dearly. It's been a part of my life that I have enjoyed watching my entire life, but the officiating in the sport is killing it. It absolutely is just strangling this sport. You need to free it up. And they claim each year that they're going to free up the game and allow guys to have more freedom of movement. And every year I say, okay, we'll see what happens. And it doesn't happen. It's disappointing. It's disheartening. I know that this is not the NBA. And some people say that the NBA is too loose with their rules, etc. The NBA officiating is far superior to what college hoops is. College hoops is far too influenced by officials. But BYU... If you're going to have the benefit of the whistle, you want it down the stretch. BYU shot free throws for the majority of that second half, and they were absolutely critical to BYU grinding out this win. BYU ends up shooting 43.1% from the field, 36.8% from three. The important number on the defensive side is BYU defended the perimeter extremely well. USF could not buy a bucket from beyond the the arc, really. 3 of 23 were the Dons, 13% from beyond the arc. The Dons shot 32.3%. They still did have a plus 10 free throw disparity number, shooting 28 free throws in this game. But BYU, my friends, 
So many things were going wrong for the Cougars in this game. 12 turnovers in this game, 20 personal fouls for the Cougars. They just they had so many things going against them, but I got to give credit where credit is due and this BYU team refuses to let games just get away from them. They, they just refuse to. They have a belief. And I don't know how to describe it. I, it's Like I said, it's just something about this team. They've done it all year long. Think of all the games they've had this year. They just continue just to fight and claw and just rely upon what they know how to do. The only team that's really boat raced them was Gonzaga. And Gonzaga is Gonzaga, my friends. We've all seen that. That Gonzaga team is so incredible. And BYU, they... They just, outside of that one, they've really just stayed in all of these games. Now, a couple of things I am, I guess, out on. Seneca Knight, I'm a little bit out on this guy. He was an All-Mountain West all Mountain West Conference performer for San Jose State before leaving for LSU, and then never played for LSU before ultimately landing in Provo. I don't get it. I don't know what he is bringing to the program right now. I want to see more from him. I I don't want to harp too hard on guys like that, but in this game, he was not a help for BYU. He just he, he was a liability, it felt like, for the Cougars in this game. A guy who I think uh, could step into that role is somebody like uh, Hunter Erickson. I think Hunter Erickson, the limited opportunities he's been given this year, I'd love to see him given a bigger role for this team. And I know that would mean uh, benching a guy you brought in and promised the world to in the transfer portal, all that stuff. But sometimes you're going to make tough decisions as a coach if you're Mark Pope. We'll see. I, I, it may be that I'm up in the night and the coaching staff, the metrics say something that I'm not seeing, but I just seem to be out on what Seneca Knight is offering to this BYU squad. A guy that I am very much in on and I have been on in on all season long despite all of his foibles and weaknesses that it has appeared is Caleb Lohner. BYU does not win this game without Caleb Lohner stepping up. He makes a big bucket down the stretch, give BYU a three-point lead, and then gets a rebound that gets BYU to the free-throw line in late in this game, in under, under a minute to go. He made winning plays for this BYU basketball program. Caleb Lohner, many of you can go search this on Twitter, has taken a ton of abuse. My timeline, my responses, my... Uh, Notifications on Twitter would tell you a story about everything that has been going on with Caleb Lohner, about how he's awful. He needs he, he needs to be benched. He, 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 I, I'm, I'm done with this dude. Folks, BYU does not win this game, which is a quad one game, by the way. BYU got a quad one win from this. USF is a darn good basketball program. They had not lost at home this year. They were 11-0 before this game against BYU. BYU sent them to 11-1 on the season. This was a huge win for BYU, and they do not get the win without Caleb Lohner down the stretch. He is a critical cog for BYU. I know that it's frustrating to watch him at times when he seems to lose his mind on offense and doesn't do what you would expect a normal player to do. I get all that. But he helped win this game. He may have actually won this game for BYU with that rebound in some ways. It was a huge, huge performance for him, especially considering he only played four minutes in the first half, had one rebound. He was a non-factor in the first half due to foul trouble. But he comes in in the second half, and when he is needed most, he makes big plays to help BYU get a big win. Mark Pope still has yet to lose back-to-back games now in his third season as the head coach of the BYU men's basketball program. That is something that just continues to astound me. He refuses to let his teams down, and his teams refuse to let him down. 
I don't know. Tonight's game just screamed to me that this is a team who has a lot of heart, a lot of desire. I'm using a lot of the superlatives that we used with Bronco Mendenhall back in the day. I I get all that, but that's what this team is. This is not a flashy BYU team. It is not. They are a team that is frustrating as hell to watch. (laughs) Trust me. I watch these games. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just, it makes me want to tear my hair out the way BYU plays. The weave that they have out on the perimeter that seemingly does nothing. They're just so many things with this team that drive me nuts. The half court offense that does not really exist for BYU. This is a team who thrives in transition. Opponents know it and BYU just cannot generate great looks in the half court and somehow, someway, BYU continues to grind out results. A huge win for BYU. 15-4 and four on the season, 3-1 and one in the West Coast Conference and now folks, they're in the driver's seat. They're number two behind Gonzaga. They have taken on the other contenders for the number two spot in the West Coast Conference. Think about it. They beat St. Mary's last Saturday. They lose to Gonzaga, obviously everybody's losing to Gonzaga. Gonzaga Gonzaga can't score less than 100 points all of a sudden. And then you beat USF, who's considered the other top dog in this conference. The 4-bit WCC is still a thing right now, and BYU has beaten the other two, in theory, NCAA tournament teams in this conference. Very, very impressive stuff from BYU. They will come home happy as a lark with that win. It was a what I termed a smash and grab job because they had so many things going against them in this win. But they come home happy. They have two big home games next week facing San Diego on Thursday. That'll be a 7 o'clock game on CBS Sports Network. And then they'll finish up the week uh, hosting Portland. So BYU, in my opinion, should be 17-4 and four by this time next week when they after they've taken on San Diego and Portland. San Diego and Portland very much in rebuild mode, especially Portland. So BYU should have a firm grasp on number two in the West Coast Conference by the end of next weekend. This was a critical key win for the BYU basketball program, and I can guarantee you this, Mark Pope and his boys, they are very, very happy tonight. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball. I'm going to share some more on our Monday edition of the show. I'm sure I'll have other things that pop up as I think about this over the next 24 or so hours before I record a regular Monday edition. But after that win, I figured, you know what? Let's do another postcast edition and reward our listeners who are out there that want to hear about this win. So a huge win for BYU. 71-69 to victors over USF up on the hill. And the good news is you get San Francisco at home when you get the rematch. And BYU, we all know how much of the Marriott Center uh, boys BYU spirit spirits when they do that. So good news on the horizon for BYU and they will have a critical weekend upcoming in early February. They will be hosting USF on February 3rd and then two days later hosting Gonzaga in Provo. You do have that road game at St. Mary's on February 19th, but the good news is you've gotten two of your huge games that were critical games and you split them one-on-one. I talked about this a week and a half ago where BYU, looking at this next three-game stretch they've just come through, they needed to go 2-1. and one. If they went 2-1, and one, they'd be in a very good place. Well, they did that. They went 2-1. and one. They lost to Gonzaga, as you would expect, but they ground out wins over both St. Mary's and, and San Francisco. Very impressive stuff. Mark Pope and the Cougars. So hats off to them and obviously they'll be getting ready for another critical week at home as they host US, not USD excuse me, and Portland next week. So there you go. My thoughts on postcast here on Locked on Cougars. A special bonus edition for you guys. And by the way, a big thank you for all of your guys' support. Before we go, needed to share a word with one of our great sponsors out there. That's our friends at Bet Online. They would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as they continue their march towards the playoffs and all sports. Football playoffs already underway as we all saw last night. Obviously, 
heading into Sunday. Uh, also, everything else going on in sports. Whether you have an interest in football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, or if you just happen to like Vegas casino games online, betonline.ag has it all for you guys, and they always have great offers available on their website. They also have a brand new updated desktop and mobile website, which you can sign up for free at today. That's betonline.ag. And while you're there, use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use that promo code Locked On to get started. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. It's the best place to do it, my friends. If you guys have any interest in this, get to BetOnline.ag. Once again, use that promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for joining us here. We'll have a regular Monday edition for you guys coming out shortly. But in the meantime, have a great rest of your evening. This has been Postcast as BYU takes down the Dons 71-69. to